Hello there, sunshine. This is Giselle Lopez from The Born and Raised, where I tell you all the things about where I was born and raised. I was born and raised in beautiful, sunny San Diego, California, and I've never lived anywhere else, making me a true San Diegan. It took me leaving for college in Los Angeles to realize just how much I love San Diego. If you're ever looking for a small vacation or a little weekend getaway, San Diego is great for all ages and is full of so many adventures. There will be three podcasts divided into three areas of San Diego, the mountains, the beaches, and of course, the beautiful city. This episode is part two of the beautiful cities because we've already covered the mountains in episode one, the beaches in episode two, and this fourth and final episode is about the cities in San Diego that have the most tourist attraction city-wise. If you haven't listened to the last three episodes, please go do that because if you're planning your trip, I want you to see everything you can in your stay here. Trust me when I say you can hit every single one of these areas in just a day of being in San Diego and do so much feeling so accomplished just in 24 hours. So the second part is taking more of a trip towards downtown. And downtown is, I feel this huge area that connects all the way down closer to San Ysidro and the border dividing the U.S. and Mexico and going all the way up to the beaches. And where I want to start our little trip is closer inland in the valley. And by the valley, I mean Mission and Fashion Valley. So Fashion Valley and Mission Valley are both areas that have big malls. These are malls that majority of people go to. Um, they're areas that have most young millennials live. It's fairly close to San Diego State University and is, I want to say, a 20-ish minute drive to UC San Diego and USD. These areas are primarily mall areas. More Fashion Valley is mall area. However, Mission Valley is more of a community-based area and they have a lot of different activities. In Mission Valley, there's a park called Civita Park and in that park they have farmers markets just about every other weekend and a lot of community outreaches and markets and things like that because it is such a young community. But going from there, closer west towards the beaches and closer into the downtown area, we're gonna go to Balboa Park. And Balboa Park can be found in downtown San Diego or just just that general area of downtown San Diego. Um, Balboa Park is a historical area where you can find a lot of the museums that are in San Diego, as well as the Botanical Garden, and this huge birdhouse looking thing which I grew up calling kind of um, a greenhouse it's not a greenhouse it's just like a plant sanctuary kind of thing um but Balboa Park fun fact is a park bigger than New York City's Central Park I think it's bigger than Central Park because of all the museums that it has and the ballet school and the botanical garden and the orchestra um, 
performance stage. Balboa Park definitely has a lot of activities in that very small area. There are a few of my favorites that I'm going to mention and one of them is the Japanese Friendship Garden. If you go in the springtime when the cherry blossoms are in spring are springing up and are coming blowing around it's so pretty it's extremely gorgeous a great place to take pictures um but one thing that you might want to mark on your calendars or mark if you're going for a vacation and one thing that i think you should note about san diego there uh, is on tuesdays the first is every Tuesday there is one thing or a few museums that are free admission for residents. When I went, they didn't check my ID or anything, so I'm pretty sure you can get by just going. Um, but for the very first Tuesday of the month, the Ruben H. Fleet Center is is free, and that one is about different science experience. Kids can be hands-on with Legos or like different lightning reactions they get to push buttons and see what happens when lightning hits this or when the wind pushes this and things like that you can learn about um, just about any science experiment that has been done and the history behind it it's actually a really cool um, area to be and it's right next to a little water fountain for a little lunch and a little picnic the natural history museum is also available for free on the first tuesday which is a really nice and peaceful museum, I feel. I haven't been there in a long time, but I think it's really nice. And the last one on the first Tuesday of the month is the San Diego Model Railroad Museum. That one has a lot of more trains, and it's actually pretty cool to learn about the history of that. Um, the second Tuesday is the Air and Space Museum in San Diego, which is one of my favorites. I think it's super cool learning about all of the... Um, planes and rockets that have gone into space and that are flying and their missions and how the missions were actually on and like taking place. Um, and then this, the last free museum on the second Tuesday of every month, which I have not been to, but it's on my list and it's not free in November or December is the new Comic-Con museum. It's been up for about like, I want to say two years now. Um, I unfortunately have not made it out yet, but I've seen pictures and I've heard that it's super cool, and if you're a fan of comics or a fan of Comic-Con, definitely check this one out. Let me know how it is. I definitely want to go. The third Tuesday of every month, the San Diego Museum of Art is open, and this one is pretty interesting. You get to see different artists' creations. It's not just paintings or drawings. It's different figures that they've created from, um, like, miscellaneous things that they find or clay and seeing how they did it, their thought process, trying to interpret it for yourself. Um, it's, it's really cool. I've done it with a few of my friends and uh, the third Tuesday is when the Japanese friendship garden is open, excluding March, which will occur, which will occur on the fourth Tuesday. And that's when the cherry blossoms are really in bloom and the Miyagi International Museum, I don't know what that one is. I had to do some um, research on it. But it is more about the cultural side of art and where it comes from in different cultures, different backgrounds. And finally, the third Tuesday of the month has a free admission to the Old Globe Theater. 
um, except in September. And this is where they put on a lot of the plays. I have seen the Grinch play live there, and it's actually really, really cool. Um, in December, Babel Park puts on this thing for the very first weekend in December um, called December Nights, where the museums are completely free, um, and the Old Gold Theater is open. You can go in, see what it looks like, um, tour a little bit, like free walking around, and um, they put on display the costumes that they wear, they're selling tickets. It's a really nice area. And outside on their patio, they have the Whoville tree. And it's not like the Whoville tree that you see in Jim Carrey's version of The Grinch. It's the one in the book that's all white and red and a little bit of pink. It's super nice and it's super cute to take pictures with. And um, for periods of time during the weekend that the bubble park is putting on December night, they'll have a Grinch out there that you can take pictures with. You got to wait in the long line, but it's so worth it, especially when your kids have never seen the Grinch in person um, and watching them meet them for the first time, seeing the green man that takes away Christmas and maybe they cry. I don't know. It's just super fun to experience that with them. But for the fourth Tuesday of the month, in March only, again, is the Japanese Friendship Garden and is also the San Diego Automotive Museum, which I used to get confused with the Railroad Museum, but this one is more cars than trains. And seeing different cars, um, they have a lot of cars from like the 90s and the 80s, and um, I think they had a few from the 50s that I remember. Um, it's pretty cool, especially if you're into cars and you want to see how they were and how they operated in the past. This one is free the fourth Tuesday of every month, except in September and in December. Definitely check those out. Bubble Park is huge. It's They have a lot of green paths and areas that look like you're in a jungle. Super nice. It's a, like a place where a lot of people take prom pictures or take um, engagement pictures or whatever. What, like any kind of professional pictures, there you'll definitely see a lot of um, photographers out there. But Bevel Park is so big that right next to it is the San Diego Zoo. And it's free parking. The zoo is incredible. I love doing the zoo. It's the zoo. It has its smells and it can be kind of boring at times. But when you get really lucky to see the animals in motion and see them playing and interacting with one another, roaring or making whatever sound they make. It's actually really incredible. And when you go on the tour, on the tour bus to watch the animals without having to work out your legs, it's really fun. You get to hear about all these cool facts. SeaWorld San Diego is more in the Mission Bay area. And if you want to learn more about Mission Bay, go ahead and check out episode two. Um, but SeaWorld is the aquatic version of the zoo and is more of a theme park area than in um, than an informational park like the zoo. But SeaWorld is super fun, especially if you ha- um, enjoy roller coasters. My personal favorite are Manta, Atlantis, and Electric Eel. I haven't gone on the Emperor one, but I've heard it's fun. And I don't do drops, so I probably won't ever go on it. But going back to Balboa Park and December Nights. December Nights, again, takes place the first weekend of December. It's a Friday and Saturday. My family and I used to go to it all the time. We stopped going to it because my family became Grinches and (laughs) they don't like to deal with the parking and the crowds. And I get it, it can be dangerous for kids. 
but it's such an incredible experience to experience, to go with family and to see um, the ballet school perform. And it's like they're, they're kind of wannabe rockets doing the line, the kick line, I think it's called. And usually when that's going on, there's a tent with gingerbread that you can make your own gingerbread man. And it's, it's just so much fun walking around, seeing the lights, going to the old globe and taking a picture with the Grinch. But from Balboa, you can easily, easily take a trip to downtown because Balboa is a part of downtown. And downtown is one of my favorite places. I told one of my family members once that I wanted to live in downtown. And they're like, why? But why I want to live in downtown is because I think that there, that's where a lot of fun people live. And it has a lot of restaurants. And while they might be expensive and they might not be the best authentic tasting, that's where a lot of the live people are. And by that, I mean a lot of people who want to go do things and want to go experience the city. People that share that same value I do about the city. And my absolute favorite, favorite thing about downtown, and you might have heard it in the last episodes, um, I might have thrown in pieces here, but my favorite absolute part of downtown is the stadium, is Petco Park home of the San Diego Padres. The Padres have my whole heart. I love talking about them. I love talking about Petco and my experiences at Petco. My favorite game will forever and always be the 2022 NLDS game four against the Los Angeles Dodgers where the Padres slayed the Dragon Dodgers and it was absolutely incredible to be there. It started off as a rain game and had a rain delay, but was just so incredible and so magical. The Padres made a comeback in the seventh inning. They heard my prayers all the way up from section 325. Three rows from the very top, seats 10 and 11. I remember it like it was yesterday. It was so incredible. I had the best time with the best audience, the best crowd, just cheering on our team, hoping for a World Series. Fortunately, we didn't get it, but it was just so incredible, and that will forever be my favorite place in downtown. Downtown has a lot of places to eat around, and I mentioned they might not be the best tasting. They might be just a show for your aesthetic Instagram, but try them out. They're great. I had a seafood at one place down there and it called Ironside. Made the smart decision to try an oyster for my 19th birthday and uh, I didn't know you weren't supposed to chew it. You're just supposed to swallow it and um, big mistake, big mistake. Um, <laughs> downtown is oh, an outlet where there's you can literally head from anywhere and I'm pretty sure I said this in the past but everywhere you go in San Diego I'm like a thousand and ten percent sure it's going to take you 20 minutes to get to your next destination and it's it's crazy how you can go from downtown to El Cajon 20 minutes you can go from Claremont to San Ysidro or Chula Vista in 20 minutes. That's the beauty of the city. It's so fast. If you're coming in traffic hours, of course, you're not going to get there in 20 minutes because traffic is traffic. It's a lot of traffic is coming down from the north, going down south, but that is the only time you will hit traffic. Other than that, it's 20 minutes here, 20 minutes there, and you're on the road moving as fast as you can to hit all these special spots in San Diego. And the last one that I will leave you with is Old Town San Diego. Now, Old Town is apparently the birthplace 
of California. And there's a little blurb that I found. And it says, San Diego was the first area of California to be inhabited by the Europeans. As the initial site for the first permanent Spanish settlement in California, it is called the birthplace of California. Historically home to the Cuyamaya people, Old Town, which was the first civilian settlement for the city, still houses the ruins and standings of some old mansions. Old Town is an area where you can experience a lot of Hispanic culture um, without having to head all the way down south. It's an area that celebrates Cinco de Mayo, the Spanish Independence Day, um, Mexico's Independence Day, um, as well as going all out for Dia de los Muertos. It's a very cultural environment and I think is the most cultural environment in San Diego, but it is in, it's incredibly beautiful. It's a great spot to have lunch at. My family's favorite is El Cayote. It's really great and each one probably has their own mariachi. But that concludes our fourth and final episode of From the Born and Raised, where I tell you all the things about where I was born and raised. Thank you so much for coming on this journey with me through this very first podcast series of mine. And I hope you visit San Diego one time in your life because it is an experience you will never forget. And I guarantee you will have the time of your life visiting my beautiful hometown.